Welcome into the January 19th edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. You got a big game down at Scotiabank Arena tonight between the Jets and the Leafs. And these two teams do not like each other, Dave. Should be a real heated one. And uh, we'll preview that game in this episode and play some cosign, no sign. Haven't done that in a little while. And I'm thinking there'll be some trade deadline discourse that will be had in that segment. So all that more coming up on today's show. You're listening to Locked On These Podcasts, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also check out the video format of the pod up on youtube search up locked on leaves new content delivered to you guys each and every weekday monday through friday it's all leaves all the time and today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online it's where the game starts we got a big game tonight david a big game tonight i've been looking forward to this one for a while i think i'm going to try and get down there and watch the game with uh, you know in person. Try and get the atmosphere because although these two teams only face each other twice a year, this is a big time rivalry, and it has been for the last couple of seasons, stemming back to the Canadian Division where they played like nine times against each other. There was some bad blood, and it spilled over into last year where we had a lot of shenanigans go down. You remember the Mark Shifley comments? What's better than beating the Leafs or nothing better than beating the Leafs? Like just stupid comments coming out from those guys. You had Logan Stanley with the, you know, the uh, holding up the helmet and just so much shenanigans with those two guys. You had the Neil Pionk, Sandine, Neon Nee, Spezza got a suspension um, a year ago because of it. Like there's just a lot of animosity between these two teams. And I'm expecting a terrific game tonight because these are the two top teams in Canada, too. They've got one of the best teams in, in, in the Eastern Conference. They've got quite literally the best team in the West right now. They are the number one team in the Western Conference in the Winnipeg Jets. It's going to be a good matchup, man. It's the two best teams in Canada also. Like, like oh, yeah. when you, like you're looking at two teams that are kind of... There's always the like two legitimate teams in Canada at this moment. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, technically the Flames and Oilers are in the playoff race, but like... These like the Leafs and the Jets are the juggernauts. Guy, the, the the Flames are down three cob in the first period as we're recording this to uh, to Colorado right now. Not uh, not 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 the best, as our guy Louis Domingue would say. So no, not at all. Um, yeah, it, it's funny because you know actually there was a good story up on Sportsnet.ca from Ken Weep who covers the Jets, and he he touched exactly on this and like his headline literally says why Jets versus Maple Leafs rivalry promises to be. Little extra spicy this time around, and I like what a way to feed the beast, right? Like, 
I, I love that these two teams don't like each other. I find that, you know what, like that's what fuels this whole, what makes these games a little extra special. I think, I think the North division for that one, like some, like a lot of these Canadian teams just built a little extra hatred for each other, but um, your boy, Jesse over at bar down. Yeah. Just, he, he is just, uh, he's setting himself up maybe for disappointment. Cause he's just like, he's almost treating this. Like it's his dude. You know, we, we- we should have got him on the show, actually. I should have asked him to see if he wanted to join us. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. If he's not going down to the game, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll hop on and we could chat tomorrow and, and get his post game thoughts on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that dude is. I mean, he's a a die hard Jets fan. I mean, it's it's insane. He's well, he's, he's basically like the Jets version of of you know the Leaf Steve Dangle, yeah. basically. Um, yeah, he's he's gonna be into it tomorrow for sure. But I mean, I think this is one of the like most heated rivalries that the Leafs have. I mean, you could talk about the original six rivalry with Boston and and the, you know the playoff defeats of you know the past couple of well, I guess now it has been it's been a ways back, I guess yeah, a few years the Boston stuff, but it's still there. It's still very much there, um, and it's always a rivalry every time they play. Montreal, obviously, that original six rivalry, Toronto, Montreal, and then the Battle of Ontario, the Battle of the QEW. But for some reason, the the battle that intrigues me most, just because I know that there's going to be fireworks, is Leafs and Jets. Now, because I said that, I'm going to be really up, upset if if tomorrow's a dud. Because I I'll be so so we're, upset. We're just we're just we're hyping this thing up, and it then it always happen. Like every time you're expecting to see fireworks in a game, you typically don't see it. It's because the players like they know. And they don't want to. They don't want to be the ones to make the mistake and to hurt their team. And I mean, we'll see what ends up happening. I'm very much hoping that uh, that uh, we do get to see the fireworks and we get to see that. I mean, last time these two teams played each other, you had Morgan Riley dropping the mitts against Josh Josh Morrissey. Like, you never see Morgan Riley dropping the mitts. So that just goes to show how much hatred that these two teams actually do have for each other that you've got some unlikely characters willing to, 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 to mix it up. And, and I'm, I'm thinking we see some, some rough stuff here in this game tonight as well. Yeah. I think like Mark Shifley is a guy that you brought him up early. He's kind of a guy that eggs it all on, you know, Blake Wheeler's yeah. another one of those guys. Well, Dubois, but you know, going back to his Columbus days, Dubois and Matthews have always had a little bit of a, a heated thing ever since then. Right. Like he was ragged on him in those playoffs there and then that continued when he went to Winnipeg, and I guarantee you, it's going to continue again tomorrow. It's part of the fabric of what Dubois is and what he can bring to that team. You know, getting under the skin of an Austin Matthews. Um, so we'll see what 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 comes of it. But I think that this is going to be an amazing, amazing game. And the Jets are coming off an embarrassing loss to Montreal the other night, so they're they'll be motivated to play a lot better. Not just because they're taking on Toronto, and it's kind of the battle of the best in Canada. But also, they ju- just got dummied against the Montreal Canadiens. And you know that they got on the plane, came to Toronto and said, look, we cannot do that again. We need to make sure that we are ready to go for when puck drop comes against the Leafs because they play the same way. They're going to get ran out of the rink. And uh, they don't want to get embarrassed in Toronto where you know, a lot of locals are also on that team, right? There's some Toronto boys who are going to have some family members in the stands and they're going to want to put on a show for those guys too. 
yep, Sam Gagne is, is one of those. I'm expecting him right. to have a little extra pep in the step. Him and John Tavares, former teammates and best friends. Remember when we thought Sam Gagne was going to be a Leaf? Whatever yep. happened there? Dude, it's Steven Stamkos just scored goal number 501 now. It's 4 nothing Tampa in the first period. Holy smokes. He just he had just scored his 500th as David and I eight minutes ago were logging in to get ready to record. And I just got a notification that he just scored again, and it's now four nothing Tampa over the Canucks. So uh, Tampa about to become two within two points of of Toronto after tonight. Yeah, we were we we're literally just like with the games in hand, Tampa could easily just pass the Leafs. Just how we ridiculous that well i think that's what makes the game against the jets all more important right you got to keep up with the joneses because you got tampa who's playing the best hockey that they've played all season long they just keep winning they've won four in a row they've won eight of their last ten toronto's got to keep up because they're not that much further ahead right now they're four points ahead but they're gonna wake up in the morning and only be two points ahead so you know they got to try and keep winning games to try and stay ahead of the tampa bay lightning like home ice advantage probably gonna be meaningful come uh, come April and, and you want to make sure that you, you pick up every point you can that you especially want to do it against rivalries like the Winnipeg Jets um I'm curious though Dave uh who you think should get the starting goal it was an off day today for the Toronto Maple Leafs uh or on Wednesday so we didn't get to see practice and there was no uh we didn't get to hear from Sheldon Keith either so there's no presumed starter but who do you believe should or will get the start here against the Jets I think it should be Ilya Samsonov. He, I know he played technically played most of the last game. Or almost it felt almost like an even split. I can't remember at what point Matt Murray was, was like early in the second, but like yeah. pretty pretty well even. Maybe like six or seven minutes more than Murray, but yeah. pretty well even. I, I I just think he you know the way he played and look we just said these games mean a lot. Let let the goalie that won the last game get this one right. That's kind of where I'm at. You're going to need both goalies. We're not shelving any goaltenders anytime soon, but yeah, they're going to have to. I think Samsonov deserves this one. Um, and then you make that decision uh, for Saturday how you want to deal with that. The other question I want to know about the lineup do you put Wayne Simmons into the fold here with the Jets in town? He did play the last game when they went into Winnipeg, they put him in there knowing it was going to be a physical game. Do you think they go back to Wayne Simmons again here in this game tonight? It wouldn't surprise me if they do. Um, the real question is, I guess it would be Bobby McMahon that comes out, but I don't even like I don't him. think so. I think it'd be Dryden probably Hunt. Dryden Hunt. Yeah. Yeah, that was my other option. I just wonder because Dryden Hunt's a guy that also is willing to be physical too. We, we I don't know. I, I, it, I maybe, think maybe he doesn't get in tonight. Like, I don't, I don't. It's not like it's nice to have. But we haven't like in Boston. It, it was kind of necessary to have Wayne Simmons in there to kind of be the guy to to do the talking when, especially when things got a little chippy. Oh, him and Felino had a little. Yeah, him and Felino going at it too. Like I, I, I it's just all. De- I think it'd be nice to have. Um, but it all depends on who you're planning to take. If it's Wayne Simmons for Dryden Hunt, I'm okay with that because that's just that's kind of. Yeah, I know Dryden Hunt scored in the last game, but it's also kind of – you need a little bit of that physical presence there. Yeah, which, I mean, Dryden Hunt brings that, though. Like, he, he's not – he hasn't dropped the mitts, but he's not afraid – actually, he did drop the mitts once so far. He did drop the mitts. So, he's, you know, he's not afraid to to dust it up. And, 
I mean, obviously, you, you had Zach Aston Reese, who was willing to fight Radko Gudis the other night. Maybe he's got a little bit of uh, piss and vinegar in him, and he could try and stick up for his teammates and try and, you know, build a spark with this team. We saw Michael Bunting. I mean, the, the gloves finally came off. He didn't really get to fight Nick Cousins, but they came off. Maybe he gets into a little tussle tomorrow with, you know, a, a Nick Ehlers or, or somebody, you know what I mean? So I think there'll be a, a lot of animosity in this game against uh, against the the Winnipeg Jets, and it's it's going to be a good one, man. Like, they've, they've got some real quality talent. You've got, you know, Norrissey, uh, Morrissey, who's being referred to as Norrissey because having such an excellent campaign. You've got Connor Hellebuck being referred to as Connor Vesnabuck because he's having a great season. I found that out today. I was speaking with uh, Ross Levitan, who, funny enough, is the host of Locked On Sens, but currently is living in Winnipeg. So I was asking him, too, like, Hey, what's the vibe in Winnipeg? Because I'm getting a sense that Toronto, we're really looking forward to this matchup. We think this is going to be a, a hostile rivalry. And he's like, yo, Jets are saying the same thing, same buzz in Winnipeg. So both sides really, really excited for this game. Um, all right, why don't we uh, why don't we take a, a, a quick break? All right, when we get back, um, there's just some quick housekeeping notes that uh, that we have to go over and then we're going to play some cosine no sign dave it's been a while since we've played yeah i don't even know why it's been so long i don't think we played at all in the year of our lord 2023 what's wrong with us we this is a favorite fan favorite and we yeah. haven't given them what the people of the podcast deserve so they're gonna get it and uh there's gonna be some trade talk you got the deadline coming up guaranteed that's gonna show up and i have <laughs> i have a cosine no sign. There's one in particular viewer slash listener of this podcast who's been asking a certain question and talking about this for a while. And I want to pose the question to you and we're going to talk about it. I'm not going to spoil it, but just know that there is one individual and this is for them. Uh, so that's coming up in a little bit. Uh, you're listening to Locked On Lease Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Before we continue, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and that's betonline.net. It's a number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football, you got the playoffs going on right now. You got the National Hockey League. NBA is uh, is up and running, and pretty soon MLB will be back. They've got it all at betonline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Lockdown At Least podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. I've got Dave Morissuti, my co-host, with me here today. It's a game day for Toronto. They've got the Winnipeg Jets in town. We're really excited for this matchup. Both teams, um, the best uh, two teams in Canada, two of the best two teams in the National Hockey League. It'll be a really, really fun matchup, uh, one filled with animosity, we believe. But uh, a couple of quick notes, I suppose, um, that, uh, you know, about the Maple Leafs. Uh, not sure if you saw the lone news of the day, I guess, but uh, Pontus Holmberg, the man who you couldn't find a mistake in, in the tape, according to Sheldon Keefe, loaned to the Toronto Marlies. Did you find the term loaned? in that uh in that press release to be i don't know kind of did, did that perk year the fact that it was loaned and not assigned to the marlies 
it, it's funny because like that term it's always bouncing back and forth it's always different when with certain players so because i think he was i couldn't remember if he was alone to the least when they had brought him up like initially because i know it wasn't a regular call-up for uh, Pontus Holmberg when he first came up with uh, with the Leafs, so I'm it's it, it was a curious uh, curious move that's for sure. I, I wonder if part of it has to do with um like is it a salary? Is, I can't believe, I wouldn't think it's a salary cap reason. I'm I don't think it's so. roster flexibility here. I don't know what exactly like. Are they saying if they figuring that maybe they want to get him some AHL games before he comes back from I I it's well, they're, so they're about to embark on like a twelve day road trip, so maybe they plan on on keeping Bobby McMahon up and getting a, a better longer look at him, and then they're looking and they're saying, well, TJ Brody's potentially going to be coming off of the IR either later this week or on, on Monday potentially could be, you know, ready to come off in the game against uh, or on the Saturday game against the Canadians. And if that's the case, they're going to have to send someone down anyway. So sending him down now when they know he's not going to play in the game on Thursday anyways, might as well let him get to the team and, and go on that road trip with them. That's the only yeah. explanation that I can think of. Again, Sheldon Keefe um, was, was not speaking today as they had an off day. So we don't have any further information, but me just kind of putting two and two together, I mean, that kind of makes the most sense, yeah. I suppose. It's just the word loan for some reason just kind of, I was like, hmm, could this be a paper move? But then it just wouldn't make sense to be a paper move. But it was a bit of a surprising one because he had been playing some really solid hockey. And the only reason why he was out of the lineup is because of illness, not play, illness the last couple of games. But uh, ultimately, it's, it, it looks like they just want to get a bit of a longer look at Bobby McMahon, but they want to keep Pontus Holmberg playing some games. And uh, the best way to do that, I guess, is by getting him some games in the American League since he can be called up and down because he is waiver exempt. So they're kind of utilizing um, you know, utilizing that as, as a, a, a chance to get a look at everybody, I suppose. That's that's how I look at it, I think. Yeah, I like I okay, so I'll look he was recalled from the Marlies when he first was yeah. brought up. So yeah, I think this definitely screams having some flexibility. Like very similar to when Nick Robertson was initially sent down to start the season. It was more so, you know, Holmberg doesn't need waivers. Yeah. Right? Bobby McMahon needs waivers and the least probably figures somebody might put it well does he? Know. I don't think McManny's waivers. That's, I don't think so. She didn't even. I, I I thought I thought he did, but maybe it's somebody else I'm thinking of. Like, I mean, I don't see why the Leafs would consider putting him on waivers because they just want to give him a look. Like, I don't think it had to. Like, I don't think this was a Dennis Mulgan situation where, you know, they're like, well, we don't want to lose him to waivers. I I don't believe he's waiver eligible, but I could be wrong. I think they just really want to see what this guy's all about before sending him back down. And I mean, I've liked what he's done in the three games that he's been there. I don't see a problem with it. You're right. He is waiver exempt. So yeah, yeah I just think he's, he deserves to play. And with, if they feel like Pontus Olmberg, you know, was, yeah, as you said, wasn't going to play in this game. The Marlins are going to be on the road trip. It makes it easier not having to, just get get Holmberg playing again. Like it's nothing about his play because he was playing fantastic. Yeah. 
yeah, I, th I think that's what, what we can both agree on is I we don't believe this is a testament to his play and he was sent down based off of poor play and they don't think he's ready for the NHL. I think they just ultimately, you know, I think this is just a testament actually to how well Bobby McMahon has played and that uh, he's kind of, you know, stolen the job in a way, a, a roster spot. Um, so he's being given a, a big opportunity here to, to be that guy. And Kerfoot's playing fourth line center right now. So that that's also kind of why they don't need Pontus Holmberg and why he might not be able to get into the lineup even when he is healthy now. So they decide, all right, well, let's, let's send him down because well, he's not going to be playing. But I would imagine an injury away from him joining the team uh, again at some point here. All right, Dave, let's take one more quick break. When we get back, we are going to play. Some cosine, no sign. But first, let's hear from one of today's show sponsors. It's our good friends at Built Bar. Yep. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to go out and try a Built Bar. You know, we just went through the holiday season. Everybody is trying to, you know, lose a little bit of weight that they may have gained during that time. So Built Bar will actually help you do some of that as you won't compromise on taste by looking for a healthier option. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. We've been saying it forever, and I'll keep saying it because it is true. They are covered with real chocolate. And they have so many unbelievable flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, cookies and cream. Whatever flavor you think of, most likely there is a Built flavor to the, your needs. I'm not sure how they do it, though. Because not they taste like a candy bar and they have great macros. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. There are not many bars on the market that can claim to have 17 grams of protein per bar. And now you don't need to wait around for a box. For years, they've been talking about trying to get built into stores. And now you can go and get them at your local Walmart or Stam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's Club and you want that big, big box, you can get a 13-bar box with hip flavors like brownie batter and churro. Or you can just go online and you can get them at Built.com. And if you want to save a little bit of money, then here we go. We got a promo code for you. That is locked 15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. That is promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your order at built.com, where you can go get a protein bar that also tastes like a candy bar. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. We're jacked up about uh, tonight's matchup Leafs and Jets down at Scotiabank Arena. Um, you know, if any of y'all plan on going down to the game, let us know down below. Let us know where you're going and, you know, where you're sitting and, and who you think. Is there a player that you think will sneakily get into a fight tonight? Like, I wouldn't have had Morgan Riley on my bingo card in the last game. Who's that guy tonight? Is it is it Michael Bunting? I kind of feel like Bunts might get into it, might get into a bit of a scrap. Hmm. I feel like it could happen. I really, really do. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like guys who I could see fighting. Like I don't want to pick a guy and like that's absolutely never going to fight. So I'm just trying to maybe like a Kerfoot too. 
like Kerfoot has a bit of a chippiness to him, and he gets himself into trouble sometimes where he gets a hit. So he might have to answer the bell potentially. And if he's, let's say, Wayne Simmons is on this flank, you never know. Things might escalate. But um, I'll put I'll go with Kerfoot, even though I probably likely not going to happen. I don't even know if Kerfoot's ever been in a fight. We probably should have checked that before I mentioned his name, but I'll crap my pants if Pierre Engvall drops the mitts today. <laughs> Mike will Mike will break the number one rule in the press box, which is you do not cheer in the press box. He will stand up and he'll just go, "Let's go, big old fist pumps, let's go, Pierre, feed him a left and right, let's go." He's got That's the reach. Cool. You have the reach on a lot of guys, so. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a big dude. Pierre's a big boy. Doesn't like to use that a whole lot, but he is a big boy. All right, let's get into it. Um, for those who are rather new to the podcast and haven't uh, listened to us or watched us play this segment, it's a pretty easy concept. Um, it's called Cosign, No Sign. We're going to make statements to each other. If we agree with the statement, we're going to co-sign it. If we disagree, we're going to no-sign it. Dave, why don't you go ahead and give me your first statement? Uh, first one here is Morgan Rowley and Timothy Lilligren should remain a pairing when Rasmus Sandin returns. Ooh, good. Uh, that's a good one. Okay. Sandin, not Brody, correct? Yeah, exactly. Is this still assuming that Brody is out? This is so assuming Brody's out. So let's say Sandine is able to come back next game. Or so even like in tonight, which he very well could be in tonight. Yeah, I'd co-sign that. I thought they played great together the, the other night. You know, they really kept Florida at bay. They didn't, they didn't do anything, right? They had the Kachuk assignment, and he was silent in that game. Um, yeah, I think that you you definitely keep those guys together off a, a pretty solid game. I mean, what are you going to do, put Connor Timmons back up there? No thanks, <laughs> Justin Hall. I mean, I guess you could, but there's no, there's no point in it. I think you can easily roll with, uh, roll with, with Sandim and and Timmons as your, you know, right shot, or as your third pair. You go with Geo Hall as your second pair, and then uh, Morgan Riley and Timothy Lilligren as, as your top pair tonight. And I wouldn't, you know, bat an eye if that's what uh, Sheldon Keith rolled out on his lineup card. Now, what if Brody comes back? When Brody comes back. Brody comes back. He he goes back to his rightful spot alongside Morgan Riley. Okay. Like I, I as much as I love Timothy Lilligren, I think that he's taken massive leaps in his game. He's still not TJ Brody. He can't offer the same presence that TJ Brody does for Morgan Riley. The same comfort for Riley to jump up into the rush and do you know the type of things we saw. No, he did last night with the the Dryden Hunt goal, but typically. You know, he hasn't been doing that as much this season. He just gives him more confidence having that stable presence back there. Um, not to say that Lilligren can't do that, but I I just I know what we get out of TJ Brody and, and that pairing as a whole. So I'd probably roll with that and then just have a really dominant third pair in, in Lilligren and, and Sandy. That's fair. Very fair. Yeah. All right. First one for you. Mine is also Morgan Riley related. <laughs> Now you know exactly what this is. I this, knew exactly. As soon as I saw it, I'm just like, oh, he's going to actually do this to me. This is the question. This is the question Okay. that uh, we get in the comments very often, that we get on our Discord very often from one certain individual. Cosign or no sign, David, the Maple Leafs should try Morgan Riley 
as a winger? No sign. Like, no. No. First off, where are you putting him in the lineup as a winger? Uh, Probably, I would assume, second line left wing. Oh, sure. Yeah, we're going to try. First attempt at putting Morgan Riley as a winger, we're going to put him in the top six. Lovely. Uh, you're not going to waste him on the fourth line if you're going to no, convert your number one D to a winger. And, and trust me, okay, before we go any further, this is a half joke. I know. It is 100% a no sign. I know it's a um, joke. I, no, I know you know it's a joke. We're going to have people in the comment section being like, Mike, <laughs> that's the idiot for suggesting this. I am not at all. But what I do want to do is have the conversation so we can shut it down for the person who keeps asking. As So why why is this not a smart move here, David? Why is it not a smart move? Well, it's, play, it's not as simple as saying, oh, he likes to jump in the rush a lot. Let's put him on. Let's put him up front. You know what you need? You where you need your best skaters on the back end. Mm. He yes. I, he is one of the like other than like Nylander, I consider Morgan Riley one of the Leafs' top skaters. For and that's what has made him. That's what made him when he was going into that draft year, 2012. His skating ability, what he could do, made him a top five pick. We are even heard Brian Burke said if he had first overall, he would have taken Morgan Riley. You know what? Pretty good chance that that likely would have been the pick. Yeah, it's turned out. In, in hindsight, he may have been right. At, at first, we're all like, "Yeah, okay, sure, whatever." But when you look at that top five, Morgan Riley has probably had the best career of that top five. Yeah, like I know with the Yakupov, Murray. Griffin Reinhardt. Oh, Griffin Reinhardt, Jesus. He was in that draft, right? Yeah, he was he was picked right before Riley. He was the yeah. order. Who was the third? Who went third overall in that draft? So Yakupov, Murray. Was it Galchenyuk? It was. It was uh Alex Galchenyuk. It sure sure was. Yeah. I got a good memory on some of those things. There it is. Look at the noodle on the guy. Um yeah, but- I, it's not even a question. He's had the best career out of anybody in that top five, so yeah, and like I understand that with the seven point five million dollar contract per year, you there are expectations of him. I get it; he hasn't fully exceeded, he hasn't met those expectations. But he's also had his season derail, like you know, abrupted by a knee injury. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he could turn things around. That last that game against the Panthers is a perfect launching point. For him to turn things around and if he gets his game going that just makes the Leafs a better team I don't know why nobody wants that <laughs> it seems like people just want to push this guy down I want to elevate him because I know exactly what he'll mean to this team if he plays to his potential I'm also not sure why a guy who has literally zero goals on the season um, is is getting yeah. getting people wanting to convert him to forward like just because he jumps up into the rush, like that's literally the only thing that people. So it's like, oh, he jumps up into the rush anyways. Might as well make him a winger. No, that just means that he's really good at getting zone, like entering the offensive zone and establishing zone time and offensive zone pressure. Like I don't know, it's 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 really a silly proposition. So I just wanted basically us to to poo poo that thought that has been out there and percolating within Leafs Nation. And my final thought on this, 
I actually would prefer Morgan Riley to skate with the puck more than trying to pass it because I think his puck uh, puck carrying skills are much better. And he gets in trouble when he tries to make those long stretch passes. Mo, just wheel with it. And I mm-hmm. think that'll make him a much. I think that's something he needs to get back to doing more often. Absolutely. Low coast to coast, show off those wheels, controlled entries, 100%. All right, what's your next one? Next one for me is a bit of a trade one. It's not exactly a in, – in this one, I'm saying – talking about who would the Leafs give up. Okay. And my thought is, in no way, shape, or form should the Toronto Maple Leafs offer up Matthew Nyes in a deal for a rental player. Okay, I'm glad you said rental. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you used the word rental. Yes. Because that's the – only reason why I'm going to co-sign with that one. If they can find a hockey deal and one that makes sense and a guy who has some term, I, I think you make that trade. Like if, if Brandon Hagel type deal is what you're thinking of. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would hope you get a better player than Brandon Hagel, but to your point, yes. I mean, so I'm looking at like, let's say Jacob Chikrin, for example, okay. would I include Matthew Nyes in a trade for Jacob Chikrin? Well, it depend on what the other pieces are, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's like the example where it's you're getting a guy who's going to have impact for you now, but he's also under term for the next couple of years. So it's not a one and done situation with him. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that I'm including Matthew Nyes. Any other player, though, to me is 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 up for grabs for a rental. Matthew Nyes might be the only one where I don't give them up for a rental, like whether if it's O'Reilly or Bo Horvat or Patrick Kane or whoever it may be. Um, I, I I don't think I'd be willing to do it for one of those guys, but somebody with term, more of a hockey deal, uh, I, I think I would be willing to give up Matthew Nyes if, if the price was right on top of it. Yeah, no, I, I that's the big thing for me is, you know, like they've traded a lot of picks and over the years. They haven't really traded a lot of prospects. Uh, they got no prospects, Dave. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that too. They don't have exactly. They not... traded all the picks, so they can't trade prospects if you're trading away picks. Yeah, I mean, the, it's funny because like teams like, oh, look at all the picks, like all the prospects. This one team has like, well, yeah, because they've had like a load of draft picks to go and get those players. If you have draft picks, then you can go get players. That's why the Leafs haven't always wanted to trade their first round pick. I have a quick, quick, funny, funny note that I realized today. So we were just talking about the 2012 draft, the 2015 draft, the Marner draft, the Matthew McDavid draft. Um, Boston had three first round picks. <laughs> yeah. But they also had three second round picks. Did they really? I didn't even realize that. They did way better with their second round picks than they did with their three first round picks. And their picks were like thir- like 12, 13th, and 14th. It was like legitimately first half of the draft draft picks and they just completely crapped the bed on each and every one of those picks like the only one that's worked out is jake debrusque and that's because he's found his cell his game this season but whoever was running that draft was it jacob zaboral was the other one jacob zaboral and zach uh sension sension yep and then, you know, it's just, you know, just Matthew Barzell, Kyle Connor, and Thomas Shabbat went next. Not a big deal. Yep. Travis Konechny, Brock Besser went a little bit later in the draft. Oh, yeah. That was a loaded draft. That's one of the best drafts in, in modern modern times. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that. Um, 
I was completely off topic, but uh, I'm I'm co-signing a Matthew Nye's one. Yes, you do not trade Matthew Nye's uh, for a rental. Um, in the same vein, we're talking trades. It's, it's deadline season. Hashtag deadline season. So the Athletic put out a their trade bait board today. Um, I believe I you you've looked it over, so you know who's on the board. My statement is, here it is for those on YouTube, we've got it here. The Maple Leafs will land one of the top 10 players on this trade bait board. So one of the guys who are ranked in their top 10 on the board will be in a Toronto Maple Leafs uniform by the end of the trade deadline. I'm going to quickly go through them. Bo Horvat, Jacob Chikorin, you got Patrick Kane, Timo Meyer. Uh, John Klingberg, Ryan Riley, John Caves. I'm scrolling fast. Sorry, folks. Vladimir Tarasenko, Matt Dumba, and Brock Besser rounds out the top 10. I'm going to co-sign it because I do think that the Leafs are going to try to get one of the top. Like they're, They know that they're going to need help at the deadline. Mm-hmm. And they can't go and, and try to help around the edges. I, I I think they realize they need to make a significant move to really boost their chances. So who's that guy, Dave? Oh, I if you had to put money on it, which one of those guys in the top 10 that you're guaranteeing becomes a Maple Leaf by the end of the deadline? Which one of those guys do you think it is? Or better yet, who do you think it will be, but also who do you want it to be? Or it could I, be the same person. I'm I'm getting the Ryan O'Reilly vibes because he's not going to cost what Bo Horvat is going to cost. He has the playoff experience. He performs well in the playoffs. He is he he Con Smythe winner. Con Smythe winner. He can you can put him on you can do so many things with him. Like I think it was uh the athletic that kind of looked at options of what a Ryan O'Reilly trade could do for the Leafs. Yeah, Jonas Siegel and Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic. Rutherford covering it on the Blues angle. Siegel covering it from a Leafs angle. They did a legitimate, I think yesterday, they put out a piece about what a potential Leafs-Blues-O'Reilly trade could look like. Yeah. So, like, it's more so, do you see him as a second-line center moving Tavares to the wing? Or do you have... O'Reilly play on the wing on Tavares's wing, and then you move, or the other option is you play him at third line center. I like that it'll give them options, right? And it just he he just seems like that that player that gives you all the elements you'll need. My only concern, how's the injury? Right, mm-hmm. you know he's currently out with I believe it's a broken foot. That's not a good thing, but he's also a very tough guy, and I expect that he'll be able to kind of get himself ready to go. And he's, this is probably like saying Louis is probably thinking, uh, if we knew he wasn't going to be doing well this season, we would have tried to trade him a lot sooner and get more out of him. But I think he'll be re-energized to go and play for a contender as well. Yeah. So what's he, what's his situation this year? Let me just really quickly look that up. I'm, I'm with you. I think Ryan O'Reilly is probably the number one target. I think the Maple Leafs, um, will have, but also should have uh, on their trade bait board if they're looking to go the Ford route. The one other player that 
wasn't on the top 10, though, that I think probably slides in as a 1B to Ryan O'Reilly that I would like for them to go after. O'Reilly, by the way, this year, uh, his numbers look as singles, uh, 16 points for 30 in seven games. So, again, that offense has really dropped off, just 16 points in 37 games, which here's the one scare about that, which is why maybe he's the 1B, and I'm thinking about the guy on the outside of that top 10 list, and I'll share that in a moment. Do you look at that production and think to yourself, what if this is Nick Foligno 2.0? You know, we thought he was going to be the answer, but he's just over the hill and not what he once was, and he's not going to live up to the price tag that you give up. It makes sense at the time, but then just doesn't live up to it and ultimately doesn't work out, and, you know, we're resentful of that trade, much in the way that when we look at the Foligno deal in hindsight, didn't like it as much as as we did at the time. That's my one hang-up on Ryan O'Reilly, just kind of looking at his, you know, soft stats um, so far this season. Like 16 points in 37 games, that that ain't great. You know, that's that ain't great. You're going to have to give up a first-round pick plus, like, you know, another prospect potentially on top of that. Um, gives you a little bit of pause. Um, yeah, it's certainly – any deal you make, you're kind of – hoping it works out yeah the o'reilly one because he's not producing you're hoping also that the injury doesn't like with felino we also heard that the injury kind of resurfaced again and that that impacted him dude i'm sorry where's ryan o'reilly right now i know where is he you need to say it he's on the injured list oh is that is that so with what injury that is broken foot Oh, is that going to be important, having a, a healthy foot while playing the sport of hockey? I mean, I've seen players play on a broken foot before because <laughs> you can just boot that thing up. But, no, I mean, look, if he's – the I'm least saying, it, it's, a slight, it's, it's a concern of mine. It's a concern, I'll be honest. It's a concern of mine because we've kind of been there before with Felino, where we did look the other way to the age and the injury history because we – liked the intangibles that he brought. I don't know if it is the same, but it kind of has the similar smell. Yeah. Yeah, know what I mean. I think Kyle Dubas, but the thing is Kyle Dubas has learned from those things, and he generally doesn't make the same mistake twice for the most part. Like, he's he's cautious about those things, so I'm hoping he'll be cautious in those situations. Now, who is the guy that you have? At the top of your list as your one A. Pull up, pull up the 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 list again. You have it still. You didn't get yep. out of it. Right okay. There. So you're looking at number ten right now. No, no, go yeah, go back to ten. Up. Stop. Right. Okay. Go. Ready. Go down one player, please. Vladislav Gavrikov is a very intriguing player to me. If I am the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you're not sure about this cat because he plays in Columbus, I'll tell you a little bit about him. Good size, six foot three, 215 pounds, likes to hit, likes to block shots, plays a physical game, absolute workhorse, averaging over 22 and a half minutes a night. Who is a player that that reminds you of that the team currently does not have in their roster and still might be wanting to fill that quota? I did say that the Leafs should be looking to get another Jake Muzzin type player. 
Oh, does that sound like a Jake Muzzin type player to you, David? He very much does. Exactly. And that is the player that I, I'm I'm thinking as of today, this could change. And obviously this changes all the time. But as of today, which is January 18th, I think Vladislav Gavrikov is officially 1A on my Leafs trade board. And Ryan would rather be 1B. I, I, I like him. And, and Pierre Lebron was talking about it on, on TSN Hockey Insider yesterday. And apparently they're looking for a first-round pick plus maybe a third-round pick because um, that's what they got from David Savard a few years ago. I think Gavrikov is a better player than David Savard. But he's, uh, yeah, more than 10 teams have already shown I'm, interest. I'm highlighting this for a specific reason because if people think a first-round pick, as soon as you hear that a bunch of teams are interested, price goes up. Exactly. Supply it's, and demand. There's not a lot of top four physical defensemen who are cheap and can fit in your cap structure. And that's exactly what Gavrikov is. He's a UFA. So, you know, he you could only be one and done and he could enter the market. You could try and bring him back next season, see what they decide to do there. But he is definitely a player of interest. Uh, if, if I were the Toronto Maple Leafs first round pick, Maybe a B prospect. I, I think I'd be interested in in doing something there for uh, for Vladislav Gavrikov. All right. Um, actually, I think we could probably end it there. I think that was just a good chat. Do yeah. Too much. Yeah, that was good yeah, stuff. I, I will say the Leafs also do have a extra third round pick that does belong to the Ottawa Senators. Mm, in the Matt Murray deal. Correct. That could intrigue some teams because Ottawa's picks are going to be a little more valuable than what the Leafs' picks are. Yeah, this is true. This is very, very true. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, we'll be, we will have plenty more trade discussions and yes. topics, and you know, maybe we should get uh, you know the Locked On Blues or Locked On Blue Jackets host on to to talk about some of these players and talk about what some of these deals could look like it's it's that time of year i love doing it we did it last year with a couple of um hosts around the network and we should do it again um i think that people would enjoy that if you would let us know down below give us a thumbs up on the comment uh or a thumbs up on the video a comment down below if, you, if there's a specific team or player that you want us to inquire on let us know down below and we'll try and get that team's locked on host to come on and give us a little scattering report and see what they be thinking of uh, what type of return they would need for said players. So let us know in the comment section down below, uh, or let us know on uh, on Twitter if you're listening via podcast, at Mickey underscore Canuck and uh, at D underscore Morisuti. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. Uh, looking forward to tonight's game. Jets, Leafs, Scotiabank Arena, lots of animosity. Go Leafs, go. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On These Podcasts on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Uh, as I said, follow us on our social media accounts at make underscore Canuck at D underscore Morissuti. You can also follow the show at Locked On Leafs. Leave a comment. Subscribe to us on YouTube. That would be greatly appreciated as well. We are still looking to get to 5K by the end of the year. That was our that was our New Year's, um, not tradition. What's the word I'm looking for? Resolution. Resolution. There it is. Our New Year's resolution was to get to 5K by uh, by by the end of the year. We're at what 2.4, I believe. So we're about halfway there. Need your help to get us to the finish line. Uh, thank you so much. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We will recap 
the game against the Jets. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.